Welcome to 4,000 Weeks, the audio version of the weekly newsletter brought to you by 4kweeks.com. You can subscribe to the email version of this newsletter by going to 4kweeks.com and just finding the subscribe tab. And why would you want to do that? Well, there's some extra context. You can click on the links and occasionally there's discounts on 4K Weeks posters and goal posters and things like that. Okay, well, week 52 of 2023 has arrived. We too have paddled in the stream from morning sun till dine. Life is change, and a lot of the pain in life comes from resisting the change. It's time to walk over to your 4K Weeks poster and fill in another square. Are you done? Okay, I'd like to think that I'm fairly open and honest with you in this newsletter, and I would like to think that that is one of the reasons why you read it. And another reason that you are here has something to do with your interest in a poster about mortality and confronting the truth of the finitude of our existence. And so because of that, I feel compelled to tell you that this week, my dad died. It was good. I am good. And those things are true because he was good. There was nothing that I needed to say to him that I didn't get a chance to say. And there was nothing that I needed him to say to me that he didn't get a chance to say. I mean, if death is unavoidable, then I can't tell you how lucky we were for him to have such a good death. There is just no reason for you to keep any of your feelings of love and appreciation inside of yourself. You should share them with the people who are walking around you in the world while they are walking around. It makes life better for all of us. And I have to tell you from personal experience, it makes death better. Um, we were so lucky. Most people, or maybe not most, but a lot of people do not get that opportunity because of the universe or because of some kind of generational stubbornness. And I just want to give you this opportunity to remember it's important to say things out loud. And if you have trouble getting started telling people how you feel, if that is not your default mode of operating, I understand that. That makes sense to me. There's a lot of reasons why a person would get deep, meaningful words stuck in their throat while they're standing in front of a person that they want to say them to. And so I will just offer you this opportunity. Blame it on me. Say something like, hey, this stupid guy with a newsletter and a podcast said that I should tell you dot, 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 dot. It gets easier to do it as you do it more often. And I just, if there's one, if there's one lesson, it's that that is so important to do. The only legacy that you could leave that matters is a legacy of love. Um, okay. Last week I promised you some thoughts about goal setting. So we'll get to those at the end of this. And so here we go with the remarkable weeks. It's week 52 and it's hard not to know that it is Christmas Eve as I record this, but I wanted to tell you about week 51 week 51 in 2023, Bob Schubert, husband, teacher, and father extraordinaire, decided to stop being a caterpillar and try being a butterfly. He was the best dad that a boy and his siblings could have. He was patient and loving to everyone, 
except for people who drive slow in the left lane. His son will really miss having lunch with him every week. And we were so lucky to have him. He was 4,586.57 weeks old, just shy of 88 years. And if you are looking for ways to make your family one that you can be proud of, a good place to start is by making sure that all of your kids know that you love them and are proud of them every second of every day. If he had a superpower, it was that even in moments when I didn't necessarily deserve it, I knew that he was proud of me and I knew that he loved me. Week 52 in 2007, Tom Brady throws his 50th touchdown pass of the season and the Patriots become the first team in NFL history to finish the regular season undefeated. He is a shining example of being so good that no one actually likes you. He was 1,586 weeks old or about 30.42 years. Week 52 in the year 2018, Patrick Mahomes becomes the second quarterback in NFL history to throw 50 touchdown passes and 5,000 yards in a season. And he is a shining example of somehow being likable even when you are so dang good. He was 1,215 weeks old or 23.30 years. And imagine having the, I don't know, mental fortitude or I don't know what the word is for what you would have to have to do that at 23 years old. When I was 23 years old, I certainly was not waking up early. Week 52 in 1831, Charles Darwin begins his journey on the HMS Beagle, and it is very important to remember that it took him two decades after his journey on the Beagle to make sense of all that he had seen and publish his theory of evolution. He was 1193.71 weeks old, or 22.89 years. All right, this week's quote. Here it is. The quote is from Buddha. I'll read it to you twice. If we could see the miracle of a single flower clearly, our whole life would change. If we could see the miracle of a single flower clearly, our whole life would change. The only thing I want to add to that this week is this. You have to keep working at it. You have to keep looking at single flowers and looking for the miracle in them. Every single one has a miracle. Every little downside has a bright side. The universe is a magical place to live if you will only open your eyes to it. What I'm consuming this week, as you can imagine, it has been a light content week. There's been a lot of things that needed my full attention. And I will just say, um, dying these days leaves a lot of work behind, even if you are very, very orderly, like my father was. And so to all of you out there who have people who you know you are going to leave behind, um, make sure you sweep and sweep and vacuum the room every once in a while so that it's easy to deal with. But sorry about the digression. Um, I have listened to one thing this week, which has been really valuable, and I'll talk about more about it later. But it's the 80-20 principle by Richard Koch. Koch? It's K-O-C-H. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I don't know. I know it's not Coke. Um, I started listening to it because, you know, Tim Ferriss, he was on the Tim Ferriss show and uh, Audible recommended the book to me. And it's really good so far, like a lot of introspective thinking. And I already felt fairly pr- familiar with the 80-20 principle and if you, the, the Pareto principle, if you are not familiar with it, basically can be boiled down to, you know, 80% of your results come 
from 20% of your inputs and um, 20% of the pain points in your life are actually 20% of the difficult things create 80% of the problems. It's just, it's reversible in all ways. And it, the 80, 20 rule is just kind of a remarkably consistent rule um, in human life across finance and, you know, economics and also personal behavior, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a super good book. So that's actually the only thing that I have been reading this week. Um, but I promised you guys some stuff about goal setting. So what I'm thinking about this week has to do with goal setting. I have received, um, a lot of emails of people asking me like, Hey, I, I have a year goal poster, or, uh, massive action society. And, and how I'm just, I need some help figuring out what the goal should be. So, um, here's just some musings about that. For those of you who are interested first, I'm sure that a lot of you, if you're listening to this podcast or any podcast at all, if you were a podcast listener, then that puts you in a demographic. And I'm sure that a lot of you have some familiarity with project or life life goal setting. And I'm sure you've heard about making them smart, which means you know, smart is an acronym, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure that you are not a novice when it comes to thinking about setting goals. And so smart goals are great. I have zero issues with approaching goals that way. But that way of thinking is kind of born out of a business product focused achievement oriented environment. And it falls short in one key parameter when we're talking about a person and their, their, their life, right? The, the kind of the, the, whole, the whole kit and caboodle of a person's life. So your life is a project, whether you realize that or not. And I hope you do realize it. And if you don't, if you didn't realize it, you should be realizing it right now. And it's a complex, like multi-dimensional initiative. And if it were a product, it would require a department of a hundred people to successfully bring it to market, right? But you are just one person. You're not a department of a hundred people. And so instead of trying to micromanage all the minutia, the most important thing that you can do is just make sure your trajectory is tilted in the right direction. And instead of big, huge, heavy lifts, that actually requires small daily corrections. Kind of like if you think about a spacecraft in a, in a sci-fi movie, you know, once you leave the atmosphere, right, leaving the atmosphere takes a big, huge, heavy um, expenditure of energy. But once you are in the vacuum of space, if you want to go from here to a very specific point on the other end of the universe, that only requires some occasional bursts of air in one direction or the other. Like daily corrections are the important part. So you need to start like a, a flywheel of positive reinforcement so that without a ton of energy, because frankly, nobody can afford to expend a ton of energy every day. We all have finite resources and you can't, you can't, uh, be required to leave the gravitational pull of the earth every day. You just can't possibly carry that much fuel just to continue the metaphor. And so this is actually especially important if you don't already have your crap together. If you, if you feel like you're a person who just doesn't have your crap together and, and you look around you and you see people who have their crap together and you just, you aren't sure how they do it. And I want to be clear, there's no judgment. I have no judgment for you. That's fine for now. Most people don't actually have their crap together, even when they look like they do, right? So Kevin Kelly says in his new book, don't, don't judge your inside by other people's outside. It's a spectacular quote. Um, so there's no judgment from me, and there should be no judgment from you if you don't have your 
crap together in this moment. What isn't okay, and, and what I think it is fair to judge, is being okay with perpetually not having your crap together, right? There is nothing we can do about the past, but there certainly is something you can do about the present and the future. And so I do have a bit of judgment for you if you continually are not taking advantage of those opportunities. But my judgment will immediately end the second you decide to try. So now the how-to. How, how, do you, how do you do it? So the first thing I'd say is you need to discover one or two daily actions, things you do every single day that will consistently tilt you in the direction of the person you see yourself being. And this relates, this relates to a quote I heard a long time ago. Um, if you want to be a better version of yourself, but you're not sure how to do it, every time you're faced with a decision, ask yourself what your ideal self would do and then do that thing. And then pretty soon you will just be that self. So what I first think you should do is make a list of five to 10 things that either make you feel fulfilled in a, in a very nutritious way or are attributes of the person that you want to be. And so um, it's important to think about these things. I think nutrition is a good metaphor. I love donuts, but I know that a donut is not the best thing for me to eat. And so when I say things that make you feel fulfilled or things that, that kind of guarantee you're going to have the best chance of success today, I mean, you know, protein and vegetables. I don't mean donuts. Um, and the reason I say that is because I, I only know what it's like to be inside my mind. And so I want to try to make sure I'm being really clear about what I'm asking you to do here, what, I'm, what, I'm, what, I'm, what advice I'm giving you. So make a list of five to ten things that either make you feel truly fulfilled or are attributes of the person that you want to be. Um, here's a list. These, I just made a quick list of things that, that would be examples of that for me. Exercise. I don't love creating time to exercise, but I always feel better having done it. And I am proud of myself for being a person who exercises regularly. Eating real food. Uh, during the week, I only eat meat and vegetables. That works for me because I am, you know, I like to just have the things set out for me. On the weekend, I eat uh, a normal American diet, which frankly is anything but normal, but sidebar. Uh, so eating real food, writing makes me feel good. Uh, reading makes me feel good, makes me feel valuable, makes me feel, makes me feel like I am valuing myself, making things. My favorite thing in the world is to make things. Talking with my wife about nothing. I if I sit down for 30 minutes and just am able to chit chat with my wife in a day, it's a pretty, pretty good possibility that's a good day. Uh, playing piano. When I'm playing piano, I feel good. I love doing it. I like being a person who can play some piano. Um, so that's that, you know, this is, this is trying to give you guys context on all these things. Purposeful connection with friends. I am not good. I don't like to do things. I don't like to stop doing things and, and do other things. Every time I am with my friends and my family, I'm feeling good about it. It feels good. Uh, sharpening the saw. I mentioned sharpening the saw every week in the, e the email newsletter. Sharpening the saw is just basically making sure that all of the things that you have been doing in your life to improve your life are tuned up and ready to go. It, re it refers to the Abraham Lincoln quote, uh, if you gave me an hour to chop down a tree, I'd spend the first 30 minutes sharpening my axe. Sharing knowledge. That's something that I have discovered in the last year. A thing that really, really, really fills me up is 
really thinking about an, my opinion on things, writing it down so that it is coherent and it is something that I actually believe in as opposed to just something I think I believe in and then sharing it with people really fills me up. And then this last one is something that I almost forgot, but it is probably the habit that has made the most difference in my life in the past seven years. And that is being grateful. Every single day I write down three things that I am grateful for. And just that practice alone, I feel like has tilted me in a direction of seeing all of the amazing things in my life. Uh, and frankly, since I, since I talked about it earlier, I think one of the reasons I have was able to be okay with my father's death is that I was able to look past the clearly suck suckiness of it. It sucks. I miss him. And see all of the things that we were so lucky. All of the blessings that 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 were inextricably linked with the the bad parts. And so so being grateful every single day for the last seven years. And I mean every single day. I think I've missed maybe 20 days in the last seven years of filling out my daily journal. Um, so that's my list of things that if, if you ask me to make a list of five to 10 things that make me feel fulfilled or are attributes of the person that I want to be, that would be it. And I, I tell you that list because you'll notice in there, there's no huge things. There's no gigantic like, oh, I want to, uh, I can't even think of, because everything is so small and daily. I can't even think of... Um, what a huge thing would be, but it's just a small list of things that done every day point me in the direction that I want. All these things keep my, the graph of my life satisfaction tilting up and to the right. And that is the whole goal here. So once you have the list, you're ready for the, the harder part. And I, I laugh when I say that because it's hard to make that list truly. Even for me, a person who is I feel like focused on that stuff on a daily basis. And when I was sitting down to write this email, I had to ask my wife, like, can you help me think of things that you know are important to me? Because it was hard. It was hard to step out of my daily life and step, step into the observational part of my daily life and be like, what things actually matter here? But that's an essential part of doing it. Um, okay, so once you have that list, you're, you're ready for the harder part. You need to create an objectively measurable daily action for one to three of those things. And if, you ha if you're not doing any of them and you're overwhelmed, do one. And then when you feel good at doing one, add in other things. And if you're already cruising along, maybe you can handle three. And objectively measurable means that there is zero question if you have completed that thing each day or not. What we want to avoid is equivocating. We want, we, we want to make it impossible that 11 p.m. two months from now, you'll be like, well, I was kind of grateful today. I, I was, I remember at lunchtime that I kind of had a grateful feeling. So I'm going to check the box of, I was grateful today. No, what you want is write three things that I am grateful for in the morning and in the evening. And so that means that if you wrote three things you were grateful for in the morning and you wrote three things that you were grateful for in the evening, you get to check the box. And if you didn't, you don't. And the reason that's important is because it's easy to not hold yourself accountable, but all change in the right direction begins with you making a promise to yourself and keeping it. And that is the most fundamental skill that you need to develop. And once you have it, once you have that skill, it is insane the things that you will be capable of. So now that you've decided on a daily action, the only thing that you have to do is carve out the space in your life for it and then keep the commitment to yourself. Keep the commitment to yourself. I can't stress this enough. And I feel like it's kind of something that has just been 
ingrained in me over the last, I don't know, 40 years. Um, my dad gets a lot of credit for that. Sports get a lot of credit to that. Any Anything in your life, any skill acquisition in your life where there is an external awareness of how well you were doing really helps a developing person figure that out. You, It's hard to, if you're sitting on the bench on a basketball team and you want to be playing, it's harder to lie to yourself about your skill level and the effort that you're putting into it. Another little, a nice little hack that you can use. If you feel like you might wimp out, write a contract with yourself and put in the contract that you are only allowed to change the commitment a week ahead of time so that there's no weaseling out in the moment, right? I think a lot of us will say, well, this isn't really working out for me. So since I'm not going to be able to get to the daily action today, I'm just going to change it. And that is weaselly and we don't want that. So you are welcome to change the daily action. If you think to yourself, you know, writing things that I'm grateful in the morning for in the morning doesn't help. I'm just going to do three at night. That's fine. But you have to continue doing the morning ones for the next week before you can change. And that keeps you out of the momentary, I'm tired and I'm justifying things to myself. So that's for people who'd feel like they don't have their life in order. But I would imagine a lot of you feel like your life is mostly in order and you're just not sure what to focus on. And so then the process is basically the same, but you want to start focusing on specific aspects of your life that you want to improve. And then you need to find the minimum effective daily dose. And the minimum effective daily dose is also true for people who are trying to just generally get their house in order. What is the smallest amount of action that will have an impact? This is what I did over the last few months with basketball. And I, Look, I, I'm, I'm a mess in a million ways. Like, I want to be honest with you. There's a lot of things that I, that I know I need to do. I'm not trying to sit here and act like I am, you know, do-do-do, everything's perfect and orderly and in its box. Um, but I do have my crap together. There's no question. By almost any standard, I have my crap together. And so I wanted to focus on ball handling. And the reason I wanted to focus on ball handling is because I play basketball every Friday morning. And uh, it's a whole bunch of, you know, 20 to 40 well, 46 year olds, cause I'm 46 and I'm usually one of the oldest, usually the oldest. And I realized I played center in high school. I'm six foot three and I've been six, three since eighth grade. And so nobody ever let me dribble. I didn't ever get to dribble the ball. And so when we were playing basketball on Friday mornings, I was like, man, I really am bad at dribbling. Like so bad that even in moments where I just kind of have to bring the ball up the court and no one's around me just because everyone else ran down the court. I feel I'm like embarrassed about how hard it is for me to do it. And I feel like I'm going to hit the ball off my knee or something. And it was, it was, I just didn't like it. And so I decided to dribble a basketball every single day for 15 minutes a day for 66 days. And now that that experiment is over, cause I stopped doing that, I think two weeks ago, three weeks ago, it, it, the gains are still there. I can confidently at full speed bring the ball up the court and actually kind of want to now because I'm competent at doing it, which is light years difference than what it was before. And it wasn't a huge amount. It wasn't like I, I mean, I don't have time to spend an hour a day dedicated to how well I play basketball because basketball is just something I do for fun once a week. So 15 minutes a day is enough. And also you can always keep a 15 minute commitment to yourself every single day. There's not a single day where I didn't complete that 15 minutes or couldn't 
right? Two or three times in this, those 66 days at like 11 p.m., I was dribbling a basketball in my PJs downstairs in the basement because I realized, oh, gosh, I'm, I'm just getting ready to crawl into bed. I forgot to do it. I went downstairs and I did it. It's 15 minutes. It's no big deal. So I just want to restate, if, if you feel like you have your life mostly in order, I know there are things you want to be better at. And they don't have to be 100% progress, you know, make money, gather, gain esteem. They don't have to be those kinds of things. The most valuable parts about you are your idiosyncrasies. Your weirdness is what makes you valuable. And so if you want to be better at writing post-apocalyptic fan fiction for a website, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if that is economically viable, if it is a hobby, whatever. If you want to improve at it, find the minimum effective dose Start with 15 minutes if you're not sure. And if that seems to be moving the needle, great. If it doesn't, then maybe it needs to be 30 minutes. Or maybe it's if, you're, if it is post-apocalyptic, that's hard to say, post-apocalyptic sci-fi, maybe it's a word count. Maybe you need to write 300 words a day. I, I don't know what it is, but I know for every habit, every skill, every aspect of your life that you want to improve at, there is a way to make it objectively measurable. Let's take a weird one. Let's just t- say you want to be nicer. Let's just say you think that you should be nicer than you. Sh- you want to be nicer than the person you used to be. Um, what you want to do is create a system in which you have to be. Let's see. I'm just thinking this through as I'm just. This is totally off the cuff. Uh, put five dollar, five one dollar bills in your pocket every single day, and. In every interaction that you have with a new person that day, decide if you were nice or not in this instant, in this moment, or even ask them, say, hey, do you feel like I was just being nice to you? And if the answer is no, give them a dollar bill. Do that every day. That's objectively measurable. There is a way to turn what seem like squishy subjective things into objectively measurable things. So that is the podcast for the week. It was a bit cathartic for me to do this, so I, I hope it wasn't too self-indulgent. I appreciate you being here. I, I Like I said, um, sharing knowledge is something that over the last year I have discovered is incredibly valuable to my life satisfaction scale. And so if you're listening to this, I really, really, really appreciate it. And if there was a lesson I was going to leave you with on Christmas Eve, a time that seems like a good time for lessons, it would just be go tell somebody that you love them. Because it's like the most wonderful human thing in the world. Happy holidays. That is the end of it.